Ladies and gentlemen, this message is brought to you by ATB Financial, built to help Albertans. ATB's campaign is here to answer questions commonly asked by Albertans in these tough times. Fun fact, ATB opened in 1938 to provide support to Albertans during hard times and has since supported Albertans through both the bad and the good. Especially with the unprecedented times we've been living in, ATB is here to help Albertans as Alberta slowly recovers from the effects of COVID-19. While we all know the downturn is not necessarily completely over, ATB was built to help Albertans as they try to rebuild and find their new normal. Even now, good advice is within reach. As you guys know, listening to our podcast as well, your financial situation today, tomorrow, or this very hour is why ATB is here. ATB will listen and help with the knowledge and solutions that you need right now. So why? Because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit atb.com. It's your host, Kenny Buller, here on Second Floor Podcast. This is season three of the show where we talk to entrepreneurs, head coaches, personal trainers in the health space to give you more value and teach you how to elevate your life, your business, and your overall well-being. Today's guest, I am super excited to bring all the way out virtually from Auckland, New Zealand, the CEO of Macroactive, Ken Brickley. On this show, guys, I'm telling you, if you're a trainer, if you're someone who is scratching their head, wondering if, you know, given the current circumstances you're in with your clients or whatever work you're doing, is it really giving you everything you need to be doing to change lives, make a bigger impact, and make more money? Ken Brickley's Macroactive gives not only you as a trainer more of an opportunity to change more lives, but it also allows you the chance to do that within an eight-hour workday. If you are interested in learning about how Macroactive can help you change dozens of more clients' lives, and if you have a following of over 5,000 followers or more, then please take a look at the link in my bio. Put your information in to learn more about how Macroactive can help you out, especially after you listen to this episode, and especially after you check out www.macroactive.com. Take a look and see how this is going to just change your entire persona, your outlook, and your business model on how to continue to change more clients' lives. Um, Let me give you a little bit of an idea on who Ken is. And if you're not a trainer and you're listening to this, how it's going to impact you guys is it's going to give you and leverage more ways of utilizing social media. It's also um, pretty unique. Ken gives such great advice on, uh, you know, basically just getting a diverse set of experience and knowledge in a different type of work environments. So, you know, why it's important to, you know, work with a startup, work for, uh, let's just say, corporate entity, and um, being able to be immersed in knowing what to do um, in certain situations when it comes to the time when you're ready to start your own business. Um, so 
Without further ado, I'm going to give Ken the floor. But before I do, let's just acknowledge that Ken was a finalist in the Westpac Business Awards 2021 International Business of the Year. He also was New Zealand's International Business Awards winner for Best Emerging Business. And lastly, he won the NZ High Tech Award for the Best Emerging Company of the Year. If you guys want to know a little bit more about Ken, find him on LinkedIn. And let me just read a little bit of his bio before we kick things off, okay? Ken is a part of a group of entrepreneurs in the creator economy that share a common purpose to help people improve their overall health and happiness. They define success not by the commas in their income, but by the number of lives they impact. By focusing on what matters most, the impact that we can have is limitless, Ken says. None of his Partners have graduated from fancy colleges. Neither one of them have the luxury of unlimited budgets like giant competitors. Yet year after year, they as entrepreneurs have earned tens of millions of dollars improving people's lives. So think about your own life and that magic moment when you discovered your passion. Ken's mission is to help you reignite that passion to impact as many people's lives as possible. The momentum behind the movement is growing every day and it's happening by using the magic platform that he likes to call MacroActive. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's dive in. So first and foremost, I want to thank you so much, Ken Brickley, for coming on to our show all the way out from New Zealand. I appreciate your time and welcome as one of our first international guests on Second Floor Podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Not a problem, Ken. I uh, want us to start off, Ken, to talk about prior to Macroactive, let's talk a little bit about your story, how you came um, all the way out to New Zealand, doing what you do, working for um, a startup company, quote unquote, so to speak, that's uh, in the fitness industry that, um, you know, is, is, is changing um, the whole entire landscape of where fitness is headed, uh, you know, especially a lot of it being catered to personal trainers and making their, um, you know, overall impact uh, from, let's just say, a dozen people to hundreds of more people. You know, when I speak as a personal trainer myself, I'm always thinking about how I can impact more lives. And, you know, before we get into everything you do with Macroactive, I just want to hear about your story and, and, and what got you excited to work for a company such as Macroactive and, uh, you know, everything. Listen, everything listen I'm, I, I'm sort of a, a, a nerd when it comes to online business and online um, uh, e-commerce and, and so forth. So my background is, is I suppose uh, I got started in online marketing before Google even existed. Um, my mentor, when I was going to university, um, would, uh, I used to be his driver and, um, and, and so that sort of, Paid, paid the bills for me and but he he was the chairman of a board of a of a, you know very large company uh, and my job was to 
he was getting up there in age and my job was to drive him to work and, and, and then I'd go to university and pick him up from work and drive him home. And, uh, and he would give me real business problems from his business uh, on the way to work every morning. You know, I've got this problem, you know, how, you know, what should my inventory levels be, you know, or, you know, something like that. And, but I want to know exactly, you know, okay. And I'd go to the university and I'd to ask my professor and we'd whiteboard it out and figure out, okay, I, that's how to determine the optimal inventory level. Okay. And I, I'd bring it and I'd try and explain it to him. And this is a guy who had no sort of formal education, um, but had built a you know, wildly successful business. And I would try and explain it to him and nine times out of 10, he wouldn't get it the first time. And I'd realized that I didn't actually understand it a hundred percent either. And I'd have to go back to my, just go back and forth with my professors and until I really, truly, thoroughly understood it. And, and when I could explain it to, you know, a 75 year old who, who, who would, who would with no real professional education and he would get it, that was when I really realized that I understood it and comprehended it. And, and that carried on throughout my college years. And, and that became really my education. And, and, and I was helped quite a bit from him. And I think, you know, in, in realizing how much of an impact that person had on my life, um, because that's where my education was came from, you know, and I and I developed a passion for for business through that. I realized that, you know, that was also my passion was helping other people. Like I wanted to help other businesses the way that I had been helping his business throughout those years, and um, and you know, part of the things, one of the things that we did was you know, bring his business into online, you know, this is again, before Google and running ads on Yahoo, we, we made a million dollar sale for his business. And, you know, I, I remember the day that that happened, I, he handed me the keys to his wife's convertible and, and, and said, you know, this is yours. And I'm like, Holy cow. You know, I thought this is what I'm going to do with my career. I am going to do online marketing. This is killer. And I've just really focused on this, my, my entire adult career and life. And, and um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun from working in small businesses, medium sized businesses, large businesses, um, I spent time working for the office of Jack Welch at, at, at General Electric um, on their corporate audit team. I'll still die two years younger uh, as a result of that. Um, I can't say I, I did very well at, at, at it. So, you know, it's one of those things where you have successes and failures, but you learn from them. And, you know, the, the biggest thing that I've learned in my career and, you know, politics, I, I know some of your students or college students, you know, boy, like if there's one giant takeaway I learned is, you know, you, you, you really have to focus on, on, on what fires you up and, you know, what, what lights your fire is way more important than, you know, how much money you're going to make because 
the, the money will come if you're doing some, something that you're super passionate about. And so I, I just started doubling down on that. Um, the more I got on in life and, and, you know, I can't say it's been a straight line to success, but, but we've definitely built a very successful business and we define success, not by the commas in our income, but by the number of lives we change. And, and that's, that's macroactive in a, in a nutshell. And we work with some of the most, some of the most uh, impactful and successful personal trainers in the world. Um, and, and again, it's, it's not about how much money they can get from a few wealthy clients. It's, it's more about, Hey, if, if you developed an audience on your socials, you know, how do you actually scale the impact that, that you're having? You know, we want to help you move from 50 clients to 5,000 clients. And we have many clients, many trainers who have two, three, four, five, one with 7,000, another with 11,000 active clients, you know, and that's, that's success for us. That, that's where, you know, when you go back to your story of what got you into online marketing and working with trainers in the first place is just, yeah. you know, recognizing that there's an unidentified need that people have. And then you're able to um, recognize that, once you can extract that need and recognize that there's a problem that can be solved, um, it, it opens people's eyes to new opportunities. And I think that's where we're currently in based off our digital transformative age, where you realize that there's so many personal trainers, including myself, I've been guilty of it, where it's like, no, the only way we're truly going to be able to make a difference is if we're in person and we're connecting with the individual. And um, I think it'd be pretty cool, you know, like with the little research I've done through Macroactive, I see how similar it is to, um, you know, with our North American audience. I'm not too sure if you've even heard of these guys or how competitive they are to you, Ken, but there's the Trainerize software application. There's fr- the- you froze on these. Oh, you broke bad. up a little bit. Um, you froze on me. Oh. But um, can you repeat that? Yeah, I'll say that again. Did you hear me talk about Trainerize? Oh, Trainerize. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Have you heard of those guys? Yes. Yeah. In fact, we recommend Trainerize to many uh, clients who come to us that are just not at scale yet. You know, they're they're smaller. Um, they, you know, they might have five hundred followers on on Instagram, or they might be sort of face to face trainers that want to pivot online. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trainerize is an absolute beautiful platform that will absolutely work for them. Now at scale, the wheels wobble. So we have a lot of customers come to us from Trainerize because they've realized that it's time to, they want to start impacting more lives. They want to open it up. They've got an audience now. Um, they've been using this for maybe high ticket one-on-one, but now they, they, you know, they've got 80 clients and, the wheels are wobbling, you know, and, and running out of hours in a day. And they're thinking, how do I do this? You know, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this with 2000 clients. You know, uh, how do I do this at scale? And so, yeah, that's um, um, 
yeah, but we we actually recommend Trainerize to a lot of people. That's that's pretty awesome that you guys mentioned that because I, I find there's all too often can a lot of people will look at someone like that as a competitor and not want to bring that up. So so kudos to you and Macroactive for acknowledging that if someone is in a pool of only being able to service so many, they can go that route. Um, yeah. I, I'm curious to know, like, what does that gap look like? You know, if I'm an if I'm if I'm an online trainer and I'm listening to this. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Trainerize isn't working for me anymore. I want to, I don't want to have this wait list of, of 50 plus people that want to work with me. I want to help them out. Um, what does Macroactive do differently as far as a product goes to be able to help those trainers out that want to serve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so we have a, um, most of the people that um, approach us, they fall into one or two camps. They are either too afraid to really launch a, a program because they they have a large audience on social. Uh, they get DMs all day long. People asking, "Hey, can you write me a, a custom program, please?" I've got, you know, I've got, yeah, that that sort of, and and they know that the minute that they go live, they're going to be overwhelmed. And they need a solution that's going to allow them to just keep selling and, and the platform be able to deliver totally customized, unique training and nutrition and mindset programs as if they had done them by hand mm-hmm. for each customer. So in taking into account allergies and injuries and, and food dietary preferences and one person might be on keto and the other one might be on vegan, but um, I want to, as a trainer, still stamp my belief patterns around nutrition for each of I'm They're going to be different for keto and vegans, for example, obviously. Um, but, but I believe that, you know, I, people should not have more than X grams of carbs per kilo of, of, of lean body mass, or, or maybe I want a minimum of this amount of fat and protein, or I want a minimum and a maximum of some, you know, like, so again, we have trainers like that, you know, the bodybuilding kind of guys and girls are going to be completely different than the, than the uh, Harley riding vegan mums, you know, uh, um, which um, there are 125,000 of them, uh, you know, <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and so, yeah, I just use that as a fun example, but, but it's, it's the interesting thing that we find is that the, the, the shift in the market is really moving away from buying from large brands and more going to buy from individuals that they look up to and respect, you know, and we've seen that, as the shift. And so, um, you know, trainers who have the ability to impact thousands of people's lives, like this is who we want to work with and, and, and help them do that at scale. So we, our clients are either those that fall into the camp of, you know, they're scared to launch because they know they're going to be going a million miles a minute at day one or, Right. People yeah. Have large followings. Yeah. Or and and by large, I mean we have we have clients that are five thousand followers making 
300,000 a year, you know, impacting, you know, uh, hundreds, thousands of people's lives. Um, uh, but the sweet spot is like, that's 5,000 followers on social that are really high quality followers. Right. And that's important. Quality is way more important than quantity um, when it comes to community. Um, but, you know, if you've got tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers, um, you're going to be doing a business, right? Um, and you didn't purchase them through some sort of link yeah. share. They're not nonsense. a bunch of bots like, or fake people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't help you if they're bots, right? Um, <laughs> But, um, but yeah, we have sort of that camp. And then the other camp of, of trainer is somebody that is um, working with already working with maybe 50 to a hundred. I mean, you have to be pretty organized to be a, we've had one person with 120, a couple people with a few more than a hundred that had been using some other software platform, um, but just got to a point where, it wasn't working there. They were working every hour of the day, um, just trying to keep up with changes. People say, ah, oh, you know, can on day four, can you change salmon for, I don't know, anything, any other protein is salmon's expensive this time of year. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you're, and that's coming at you via text and SMS and, and you know, inside your channels and inside of this third party app. And it's just, overwhelming they 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 call us i I can almost recite what that half of the clients are going to say to us because they it's the exact same story and and it's it's just like i don't have any time left and then when i want to take a holiday i have to stop my income you know um you know i i uh, yeah and any and and then there's probably a, a a third group that um, is maybe a a combination of what I've just described there, but they're still doing face-to-face. And this was pre-COVID, obviously, but um, now that markets are opening back up, everybody sort of swings back into what they're familiar with. Um, They're doing face-to-face. They're waking up at 4.30 in the morning. They're training clients until about 11 and and they take a lunch break for themselves. They come back about two o'clock and they're training all the way until eight o'clock at night and, and, and they get home, they collapse and they, and they might answer a whole bunch of, you know, emails and SMSs and adjust people's meal plans accordingly. Uh, you know, it's and then they, re- and they, and they repeat it, you know, and, and, and they literally have to close up shop to take an actual well-deserved holiday. Yeah. Right. And, and they, they come to us and they just say, I, I can't keep doing what I'm doing. Are they another, another, probably a fourth quadrant as well of people who have figured out how to do high ticket sales. Yeah. Um, and they're doing really well. They're making 10, 20,000 a month, um, you know, and they may be working with an outside marketing company or or they're they've learned how to do the ads themselves to to generate the traffic but what we find that they end up doing inevitably and it just kills me it breaks my heart 
they call the marketing agency and they ask them to stop running ads. And the marketing agency says, why? Yeah. I said, well, because I'm too busy. Yeah. I've got enough business. I've got, I got, I got, you know, I'm making good money. And it's like, okay, well, do you want to make good money or do you want to change the world? Yeah. Like, because if you just why you got change it? your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. If you just change your mindset slightly and say, well, wait a minute, what if I just kept selling and kept going and my platform could keep up with the demand and I have two different tickets. I have a medium ticket and a high ticket. You know, I'm still going to charge. What we've coached our clients to do is raise your prices significantly on your high ticket. if, if, If you're maxing out, you're not charging enough, you know, but you have to have a downsell. I mean, if you're getting on the phone, you absolutely should close 100% of the telephone calls that you're on and you just keep on giving them a downsell, downsell until you get get them into something that's going to give them at minimum a set of tools that are DIY that they can help themselves through, you know, and and then... And then, and then maybe a group accountability coaching call, you know, or something that, that might be sort of a medium ticket, but um, that is, those are sort of the four quadrants of clients that we talk to. Um, and um, a, a good three quarters of them are on some software that was originally conceived for PTs to coach other people face-to-face and just to sort of, you know, make it easy to manage. But at the core of the design, it's, it's meant for one-to-one interaction. Um, and Macroactive at the core of our design uh, is meant for both one-on-one and one-to-many, like at scale, but keeping that very, very, very personalized uh, advice uh, uh, as if you had done it by hand and and you know meal plans change i mean if i 'm in a calorie deficit for three months in a row, my calories are going to change right uh, my requirements are going to change right so so you you want the plan to be able to adjust and i 'm probably going to get bored of eating the exact same meal plan that you've given me. Right. I want to, want to change that up. Right. So every period of time, maybe every two weeks, you're, you're basically writing them a completely new meal plan. Um, And that could be every four weeks maybe, but, but it justifies the recurring revenue of your membership program Um, and your workouts should be progressive, you know, month after month, every two weeks, you, you want to change it up. You don't want to give them the exact same PDF type of workout that your muscles are just going to get used to. You want to change it up. You want to make it more difficult, change it around. Um, we have one of our clients is, um trains SAS members. So that's like, it's like the Navy SEALs in the US, right? And, and so he's put together a program that he now s- sells and I mean, boy, month 13, he has you swimming with your clothes on and doing hanging sit-ups <laughs> with a weighted backpack. I mean, it's like, 
crazy, right? But you know, month one is just you know basic basic workout, you know. So, but that's just anyway, that's probably long winded, but that's what we do. The, the the progression of what someone needs to see in someone's um, exercise selection is is super important. And when you have a platform such as Macroactive that um, is is easy, it's functional, it's user friendly for both the trainer and the client. That's when I find that it can create excitement. Um, I, I remember Ken. I started as an online coach, and then I, you know, I worked myself into a commercial gym. Um, but I think one of the most exciting things as an online coach, of course, is is the freedom you get. And I think that's what a lot of these high ticket salesmen are are, are going off of. Is hey, we're selling yeah. freedom to still impact more lives and have more time in your hands. Um, you know, shout out to Brandon Carter. He was oh. someone who I, I I learned everything from him. He it was a high ticket item. I paid. Uh, I'll, I'll say this openly. I paid seven thousand dollars at a time where I was I was so curious to know what it's like to possibly change people's lives on the internet. And I did his program. I did the you know HTT program, yeah. and I do not regret it. Because he walked you through oh, how to do this system. He taught you how to make things happen. And it sounds like to me, you might be familiar with that name. And he's, you know. Big oh, Brandon is a good friend of mine. Um, I, I know Brandon very well. In fact, um, uh, he flew out. We caught up. Uh, I mean, we've caught up in person many times. Um, awesome. uh, but uh, but um, when he flew out to Sydney, um, oh, it's a funny story. So Brandon's uh client macroactive as well um for his low ticket right um and it's i mean he could be using it for the high ticket but he's he's he he hasn't um uh but brandon oh i've got a funny story about brandon well yeah i'll tell it brandon if you're watching this this is classic (laughs) so we're on the phone he's like oh man you know this is this is great this macroactive is incredible i've got to i gotta um uh Listen, we're going to come visit you. Um, we're like, oh, okay, wow, fantastic. And so, anyways, we signed all the paperwork. He's like, okay, um, uh, it's be, be about two months from now, but I'll, I'll let you know when we when when we get closer. Right? I sort of for, forgotten about it, and I text, and it's like, hey, we're we're in town. I was like, holy cow, jeez, I'm glad he. Um, I'm glad I'm not out of town, you know, that's, you know, yeah, geez. Thanks for the heads up notice. Um, what, uh, and, and I said, where are you? He goes, oh, I'm at such and such hotel. And we're thinking, gee, I don't know. And we're, but for your listeners, I live in Auckland, New Zealand, the company's headquartered in Auckland, New Zealand. And, um, and, and so, anyways, we, 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 we looking online, we can't find the hotel. I'm like, text him back like well, I can't. we're trying to figure out long story short he'd flown to sydney australia and sort of thought that auckland new zealand was you know over the bridge or something you know <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. holy shit you got the wrong country you know? and, and uh oh i loved it i loved it and he had a whole posse with them uh his his film crew he had uh uh who was the other guy that was traveling with um really f- fun fun character um oh sure. 
I'll think of his name. But anyways, we we didn't want to make all of them fly here, so I just got on a plane and met met him the next morning. But oh, that is really that nice funny. of you. <laughs> just like, I'm in the wrong country. <laughs> yeah, no, it just it, it just goes to show when you have that's a funny story when you have people like him. I'm reminded of how you as a trainer can make not only an impact, a bigger impact on more people you spend time with. What interested me about him was he was directly reaching out to trainers. So he created this incredible model. And I don't know if it's something that Macroactive um, uh, is a part of where it's like, hey, let's influence trainers to be able to do this for clients. Because now you're doubling down right? Like for someone like me, that concept interested me because especially now as someone who um, leads personal trainers in person, you know, I, I can't help but think like, okay, well, how can I make these guys change more lives virtually? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, uh, the easiest, I mean, there's a, there's a couple, couple things here, but the easiest thing is to, I mean, through Macroactive, I mean, this is, this is exactly how, when we got started, we, John Franich, the founder of Macroactive, and and Joseph Rakic, and myself, uh, or I, I was there on day one. I went and ran another company for a little while, came back, uh, and for the last six years have been um, really helping this business grow from originally just a couple trainers, um, but. When I came on board, we sat down and, and we said, you know, like we really need to have a very clear why, you know, um, and we started looking at global obesity numbers uh, and hypertension and ultimately deaths in, that are caused by hypertension, obesity, weight-related diseases, and we discovered that every six seconds, somebody dies from a weight-related disease. And, you know, what if we could change that? <laughs> what if one company could actually turn around that crazy, crazy number or at least put a dent in it, you know? And so that became sort of our... Our, our original sort of North star and, and we've broadened it out to be a help, healthier and happier living basically because mental health is just an, another huge epidemic that is being sort of brushed under the carpet by all this focus on COVID, but it is a real, real problem. And so, you know, what if we could, you know, focus on, weight-related disease and mental health and improve that. Um, like, what's the fastest? We've got this technology that can help people. How, how do we get it out to as many people as possible? And we're looking at companies like MyFitnessPal at the, at, you know, and, 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 and these other companies that had gone as their own brand out to the world. And it was right about that time that we started seeing that shift in the market where people were just not buying from 
large brands. That large brand doesn't identify with me, you know, and, and people are, you know, there's this dispersion occurring in the market where, where, you know, well, you see it in, in big box gyms turning into tiny micro gyms on the corner of every city block in the world, you know? Um, And that same sort of thing is like, well, I want to go to the hot yoga gym, or I want to go to the gym that only has vegans at it, you know, or I want to, you know, like like, that the gym is identifying people with, you know, like I go to that place, they play the loud music. They got the white powder I could put on my hands for my power lifting, you know, it's the shift, right? Everyone has their place where they find like-minded people. Yep, exactly. And you, you tend to get better results too. And, and so that's, that's sort of that original why is, is what sort of led us in this direction. And, and, you know, we have a saying like, we want to, we want to impact that number one trainer at a time. You know, if we can just get one more trainer on the program and they can help another thousand, 5,000 people like that ultimately is going to help us get to that 10 million. And it, and that's the number, by the way, if we can get 10 million people to improve their lives, uh, then that six people a minute dying starts to go down. And you guys, I, I love that you guys brought it back to the why. I find that super important. I think it's something that everyone raves about when they see Simon Sinek bring it back to the why instead of the how and the what. You know, those are important, but it's the why first. It's going to make you wake up every day to do so. Um, it reminds me so much of um, what I saw on your guys' website. It was very clear. And I love how you said earlier, it's, it's, it's not necessarily about the money. It's about the lives we're changing. And I noticed you guys are right now at right around 500,000 lives changed. Um, Something like that. I don't know what the number is, but it's that's a, well, that's yeah. well towards the direction of 10 million, you know? So it's, it's just, it's nice to see that that's something that you guys clearly um, care a lot about and identifying. And it, it just goes to show that I find every trainer from what I've seen or any other person in their workspace reaches a point of success and gets comfortable. It's kind of like what you said earlier, where it's like, okay, like if you're making 10,000, well, what about 20 or 30 or 40, but you're working the same amount of hours. It's like, I see trainers that I've worked with that I've built up enough skills to like feel like they're well on their own. Yep. When they'll press the gas, their first eight clients, they're making enough to pay their bills. And then things just stop. The hunger's gone. And yeah. I always go back to them and I'm like, remember when you first started, you told me you want to change the world. You wanted every person to get in front of you to, to learn what it's like to do a proper, you know, a proper bench press even, or a, or, or a barbell curl. And I don't know what, if you have any like tips or any like thing to add to that, where it's crazy how we live in a world where everyone's so susceptible, not everyone, but we can be guilty sometimes of, getting into a point where we're comfortable and that's very related to financial and forgetting our why, and then not wanting to continue to like press the gas and keep pushing forward. Listen, it's, it's the reason why you see so much of that language on our website is because we want to attract those that are in it for the, for the right reasons for the why that they're driven by the why to be attracted to us and join our tribe. 
because um, we find that those who are driven by money often are the ones that make the less, the least amount of money on the platform. Yeah. And it is so crazy. I mean, and, and we can sort of tell in the sales process, you know, who's, who's sort of talking about money or, you know, talking about, uh, you know, how much somebody else is making or, you know, or blah, 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 you know. And I mean, uh, 10 out of 10 times you look back, you know, a year later at those people that were, you know, all about the conversion rate and the optimization and the, 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 you know, and, and, and they're the ones that are just petering along. And then you look at other people who, you know, came in it because they wanted to make new mums feel better about themselves. You know, like, that's all I care about. Like, I, if I can make a living off of this, you know, but this is, and they're very clear about their why. You see them doing really well, you know, and it's, um, uh, yeah, it's it's know your audience as well. I mean, I think that's that's a that's a key thing. Um, I think we've had, we've had some people we've worked with who want to be kind of everything to everyone or generic, or I want to help, I want to help people over the age of 20, um, lose weight. Yeah. Let's get a bit more specific, you know, (laughs) (laughs) know? it's so Uh, true. Knowing your audience. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Honestly, Kenny, the, 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 those who focus on the money generally make the least amount. Yeah. So true. I, and I appreciate you sharing that. I, um, I want, I'm curious to know, it sounded like to me when you mentioned sales process, Ken, do you guys bet certain trainers that want to be a part of the platform? Um, is, is there sort of a process of like, okay, you're interested. Well, let's just first see who you are. If it's a right fit, because if you're going to be in bed with us, we just want to make yeah. sure that it's going to go towards someone who's going to be able to really utilize the platform. Yeah. I mean, we, we are the most expensive platform on the market um, by a long shot. Um, and we, we, we invest an incredible amount in the onboarding process. Um, so after a client, we decide to partner together um, at that point, we have real people that get on real zoom calls uh, and, um, and, and walk through the process of essentially creating a completely white labeled version uh, of the platform for the trainers. And I will point out that the most important thing that we are doing is helping them build their own asset, their own business. Um, they are going to own the email addresses, the, the, the contact information. Uh, and I will say um, there are competitors in this space that the fine uh, is old saying with the big print giveth the little print taketh away. Um, there are players platform plays competitors in the space that the fine print you read and you realize that actually you as a trainer don't actually own any of the email addresses. (laughs) The other app does, you know, and it's, I mean, 
you know, you fast forward a year later and you want to start selling booty bands or you want to sell supplements. Or, hey, you know, those 2000 people that I, I've been selling to, um, you know, they, um, I want to, I want to send an email out to them. Oh yeah. Um, if you do, you're actually breaking a whole lot of international privacy laws. Like you do not want to have that cold shower a year forward. So I always tell people to, to read the fine print on, on those sorts of things. We're building a platform that you own. Um, uh, I've got, I went on a tangent there. I forgot your question. Sorry. Yeah, no. Um, I, I, well, anyways. I, uh, I think it was just more so yeah. talking. What's about, that? No, no, no worries. I think we were just more so talking a little bit about the the vetting process of when you're with a trainer. Right, like oh, yes. Is yes, yes, yes. Thanks. Right, and uh, you brought up a good point about the fact that it's real people might actually you'll be speaking with and will tell you, okay, this is this is worth it, or this isn't. Yeah, you know? yeah. The, the the vetting there is a vetting process. I mean, we've we've gone through some spurts where we we had um, had you know we thought, well, we'll, we'll listen. If somebody has run out of uh, hours in a day and they don't have a large audience online, but they, the only limiting factor to their growth is they've run out of hours in the day and they need to automate. Then, then that qualifies, there's a qualification like that. But if, if you're just getting started uh, and you don't have 50 clients and you're not, running out of hours in a day, but you want this platform because you know, somebody else who has the platform and is making lots of money on macroactive. We generally tell them to go sign up with trainerize, you know, um, go get, just sign up trainerize, get yourself 50 clients, maybe a hundred and then call us because at that point you're going to be out of hours in a day and you're going to need, need us. But uh, we're, uh, you know, a, a Lamborghini is is not a good car to buy if you know you still haven't really figured out a stick shift. You know, yeah, yeah, good point. You know, you know what I mean. So, yeah. um, and we just don't feel comfortable. Um, uh, we've got a Lamborghini price. You know, we don't feel comfortable charging that to somebody who isn't going to be able to see a return on investment very fast. And uh, I will say our, our fastest, we have a, um, we have a leaderboard and our fastest return on investment is, um, is what is it? I'm going to say um, it's four hours, 20 minutes. Um, so that's wow. the time from going live that's insane. Uh, until they pay back their setup fees. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on millennials. 
Learn more at ecfoundation.org. It shows it works, right? What what would you say to someone who, um, you know, like when when they're in this space and timelines come into play, I mean, do you believe, and you know, me working for a commercial gym and my own path, that aside, I think it'd be great to just get your perspective on it because I remember doing the pros and cons. I think there's many people in the space as trainers who are doing the pros and cons. Um, well, what's your whole take on like, if someone wants to be a personal trainer, um, what's what's the go-to path and suggestion you'd want this person to take um, from the moment they begin um, their journey as a trainer to the moment um, they can consider or um, possibly even be a part of medical active. Um, you know, like wh- where would you, where would you say macroactive is? It sounds like it's kind of like the end destination where it's like, okay, you build up enough clientele and hype. Here's where you can land. Here's what it looks like. But let's just say someone's listening and they're like, oh, you know what? Great. Another podcast Kenny's doing on training. I want to be a trainer. Let's see what it's like. Uh, what's yeah. your take there, Ken, on like, so you want to be a trainer? Here's my advice. Yeah. Um, uh, well, one qualify yourself so that you're not hurting people. Um, that's, um, probably first and foremost. Um, um, I see a lot of, uh, goofy shit out there, um, where, you know, it's just a ticking time bomb until somebody's injured. Um, you know, so, so, so know, know what you're doing. I'm assuming that, that you've done that. Um, then, then if you've done that, then, then go work with people one-on-one, you know, I mean, that is absolutely the best way to, to learn. And that could be um, one-on-one over, over the internet or one-on-one in person. Um, but, and, and give, give your services away for free. If, if, if you don't know how to ask for the sale, um, just get clients results. You get your first before and after photo from a client. Um, uh, that's a, that's a good start. Um, your own before and after is probably a better start. Um, and, um, and, and, um, if you already look like the rock, well, you know, do what Drew Manning did, um, pack it on, uh, fit to fat to fit, you know, and then, and then, and then take it off, you know, um, but, um, that's a good, that's a good, good way to do it. Um, um, but I, I will say that the bulk of the people that we meet and talk to are, are already long past that. So this is not an area that, I mean, this is just general business advice that I'd, I'd, I'd give, right? But, um, oh, that's fair. but we are working with people who are already at scale or about to scale. And, um, and you know, we, we want to help you, you know, impact more lives without sacrificing the level of personalization that you otherwise are giving right now. So I love that. And I, and I find that we're in such a selfless industry where we almost catch ourselves 
And I've been guilty of this when I would have like long 10, 12 hour days in the industry. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, like here I am telling people that they need to get their eight hours sleep. They need to get their water in. They need to get their time on their own. But you have to get your workout in. And all I'm doing is getting my workouts in and working. So um, I, I love that you offer Ken a, a product that when there is an opportunity to scale as trainers, it can allow them to have that balance in their life. And I really value the fact that you talked about education because you know what? I remember I was guilty of having one or two clients on the side in university and just like, <laughs> just because you look jacked and you know how to work out doesn't mean you know how to tell others to, you know, I think there's a huge thing about certific- like certifications and being um, an expert in your field is when you know how to customize it for each person, you know, because yeah. um, as much as there's a strength program for each person, every single person's strength program can possibly look different. Um, because everyone's going to progress from a certain point, depending on what um, weaknesses that person has. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, there's, there's a whole number of aspects there um, we could unpack, but um, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you just, it, it proper form is probably the most important thing. And, and that's what a platform like macroactive and you know and, and any of these any of our competitors offer the same sort of basic ten tenant which is how to how to do the the exercise properly and i mean we're not only in the weightlifting or proper form of 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 that type of exercise so we have clients that are in yoga and we have um, Sam Warburton, uh, one of uh, the ex-Welsh rugby captain, captain of, of the rugby team, uh, has a program, SW7 Academy, and um, he's, you know, he's impacting thousands of people's lives, and he's doing so um, in doing what he loves, you know, um, but it's not just strength and conditioning. The skills and drills, there might be speed and agility. There's like, there, you know, you, you think about all the sort of a, anywhere, if you think of three cross seconding circles where one is movement and the another one is nutrition and the third is mindset or motivation, right? So, like, where those three things come together, macroactive is a very unique platform uh, that helps you deliver those three things at scale. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, it doesn't have to be just push pull legs. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that goes back to your point about how 13 months of a program can, can look very different depending on what someone's doing. Right. It doesn't just have to be that. I I know I can visualize it, but maybe someone who had, is probably thinking, how is somebody doing this where they're influencing hundreds of people's lives and showing them it? I take it video marketing and t- showcasing the exercises and explaining how to do them is a big piece of the puzzle. Is that right, Ken? Like when it comes to someone like showcasing the puzzle, Yeah, it's one piece. Yep. To do it. Is that a big thing that um, Macroactive is a part of suggesting on how to do? Or is it kind of like... Oh, the trainer at this level should already have a high enough understanding of creating their own videos. Oh yeah, yeah. Now um, we have best practices in terms of format, um, 
you know, um, I will say uh, uh, there is quite an interesting one. Um, I'll give, give some tips on, on even just live broadcasts. So you're going to yeah. go live and uh, live broadcasts, by the way, are the absolute best possible way to convert clients. Um, and and we we see this all the time. But um, if I scroll through socials now, I, it's just one person after the other that's jacked doing workouts. You know, and, and, and if you follow this industry, the algorithm will, yeah, you know, um, start feeding you more of the same, right? Um, but but you start to see the same thing. And what we find is very interesting is when trainers work with a third party and that third, like, so I'm now actually training and I'm looking at my subject who's doing the exercise. And then I'm turning back and I'm looking at the camera and I'm explaining exactly how that person's doing it and why they've held their, you know, their, they use their knee to get it up, uh, you know, so they don't you know, tear a muscle or, you know, like I might be looking, you know, and, and, and describing something very specific. It was very different than just you doing the barbell exercise, you know, and, and, and um, it does a couple things. It places you, the trainer in a position of authority right? Subconsciously. But if you've chosen somebody that you're training who also looks like the rock, um, it's not going to be as easy for the audience to put themselves in that person's shoes. But you maybe take somebody that looks a bit more like me. I mean, I could, I could lose a few, you know, but put me down there and then the audience is now saying, Hey, wait a minute. Like that. Well, what you really want to do is you want to put something, someone there that matches the persona of your audience. If it's a new mom, put a new mom there. If it's a 27 year old, then put the 27 year old there. Right. Um, What they're going to do is they're just going to, in their mind's eye, see themselves being trained by you. And it's a little nuance for socials, but it works and it really, really, really helps. And then in between sets, when they're, they're catching their breath, you turn around and look at the camera and say, okay, I'm taking questions. Um, I'm answering questions while Susie catches her breath. Let's, let's, let's take some questions and you answer questions and you might have 10 or 20 questions prepared so you can just start talking immediately and not sitting there like a noodle waiting for somebody to act. And so you just say, and I'm just going to start with a couple of questions that came in from email over the night. Um, uh, the first one is um, blah, 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 blah. And you get into it. And one of them inevitably at some point, maybe three or four times during the workout, do you offer custom workouts? Yes, by the way, I do. Um, this is what I do. Blah, blah, blah. You just answer a question as your sales pitch. Okay. 
And by the way, uh, today um, is uh, Black Friday and we've got a sale going on today. Um, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and it's, it, you just answered somebody's question rather than getting an, and then you've, you answer two or three questions and say, okay, all right, let's get back. Okay. Now I want you on the Smith machine. And all right, great. Now, and, different things. and, and you get back to the workout and you go do that. And then she's take, catching her breath and you turn around. Okay. I'm taking a few more questions. And one of those is going to be, do you offer custom meal plans? Yeah, actually I do. What we do is if you're vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, keto, a combination of those, no problem. We can do that for you. You know? And, and so again, you've just, answer the question as your sales pitch it is just so much easier to yeah. sell answering questions it comes and off, they can be planted questions it comes off so much more organic and and less salesy and more informational yeah. i i love yeah. that. especially from the approach of you know if someone were to do this it's like okay you set the date you're like hey on wednesday my client and i we're gonna we're gonna showcase um his push workout we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna warm up. We're going to go through it. It's going to be yep. an hour broadcast in between. Yep. Ask us any questions you may have for him or myself. And yep. um, it's yep. nice because it's, it's, it's as real as it gets to see the product right next to what it would be like if you were going to end up getting it. A couple pro tips. Um, the questions, split screen if you can. Every time you split screen with the person that is asking the questions, 100% of all of their friends go live. Now I'm going to tell you what happens. Mm. Uh, get a, a notification that that person went live. Now it's not that big of a deal when you, the trainer, go live because you go live all the time. You're kind of an influencer. You're starting to go down that path. But when I see my buddy Bob from high school, who I haven't talked to in 20 years or 10 years or five years or however old you are, say getting i see notified on my cell phone that bob just went live bob never goes live <laughs> i'm i'm dropping whatever i am doing and i am gonna I can look at the, excuse me look at that and, no, no, and i want to see bob go live you know uh, what bob i've never seen bob go live now, now you're tapping into that right and so now bob probably only has 200 people that that follow him and maybe is 500, but, but he does, he doesn't have a lot, but, and maybe only 20 of them or 10 of them are going to be online, but I can tell you this statistically, 50% of them are overweight. So now you've got 10 people who just got notified. Five of them are need to lose some weight and they're going to see Bob live asking you the trainer, a question about health and fitness and they don't know who the hell you are, but they know Bob and they trust Bob. And so you get that trust passed on it. They're persuaded to, to trust you. And, and, and it, and it's, and it's a formula that is a really smart formula. And so if, if you can go live as many times as possible inside of that workout hour working making an hour and a half long workout and every time you you want to take a you ask a question let's see who who can i split screen with that's gonna i mean it's the reason why 
talk shows are designed the way they are. Uh, you know, the, the Tonight Show or the the Daily Show or the, you know, they, Jimmy they have Jimmy, Jimmy Valen, right? You know, why does, why do they have three or four guests that are often wildly different audiences, like personas, right? They do that because they're trying to get the most viewership possible, right? And, and so, it, and, and, and if, I mean, you're just borrowing from a format that already works, right? It's called the tentpole media strategy. It is, you try and, you tr- like a tentpole, you invest heavily spending lots and lots of money on, on getting as many people to tune into that channel before they go to sleep because what happens when they come on breakfast in the morning, they turn on the TV and it's already on the same channel that was at nighttime. And now you're getting advertising dollars for the morning right now. You know, they've invested heavily in this format because they know it works, right? Steal it, use it. You've got your own channel five right on your phone. It's called live broadcast on Instagram, you know, and, and, you know, and and go go live, but you borrow from the format that already works. Split screen, people want to see. And a lot of people say, "Oh, but something could go wrong." Oh, fuck. you hope something can go wrong. If something goes wrong, I mean, laugh it off. You yeah. have control. You can t- turn them off. It's not the end but, of the world, right? But if anything, you're going to forget about it minutes later. <laughs> They forget about. It. I mean, they forget about it. But but it, if anything, they're going to be drawn to watch further because more unknowns could happen. If you look at the most watched programs ever on television, going back to uh, the birth of television, yeah. the top ten most watched things ever are all live broadcasts of something. It's not. It's not a Friends episode. It's not a, 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 a Seinfeld episode. It's, it's the soccer team getting rescued from the, 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 the tunnels in Thailand. It's, um, you know, it's uh, um, you know, an Elvis broadcast in Hawaii. It's a man on the moon. It's a live broadcast because you don't know what's going to happen. The other thing that, that we learn from traditional media is you, you look at like um, you look at, at, at it's why do we love sports so much? Because we don't know the outcome entertainment, right? We don't know what's going to happen. It's the, you know, the surprise. You don't know what's going to happen. That's why you're tuning in, right? If it's a live broadcast and you're splitting screen and you're getting stuff that's unexpected, that's the Holy grail, like embrace it, you know? Uh, And yeah. So anyways, um, probably two other little things I would say is, 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 you know, if you're going to do this, um, yeah. When you split screen, it's so important to do it the person that is 
going live is generally not ever gone live before. They know you have a large audience and they're going to be shitting themselves. They're going to be, they're going to stutter. They're going to um, forget what their question was. They're going to likely hang up immediately and you'll get frustrated and go, God, I can't do this. This is like everybody hangs up. Here's the thing that we've learned is, is the minute that they come live on the screen, you just ask them the simplest question in the world to answer. Hey man, what's your name? And they'll, they'll answer Ken, Kenny. That, I mean, it's, it's, it's a reflex action. You answer when somebody asks you your name, you say your name now and immediately say, where are you calling in from? And they know where they live and they say San Francisco, you know, or wherever, you know, Calgary. Um, now they've just said their name and where they're from. They're very less likely to then hang up. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, and they're, and they're the, also, yeah. they're less likely to do something goofy, you know? So you've just calmed the, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So, so. You um, the floor with easy, easy, easy questions to answer. And it gave them. And there's the another part. reason. Exactly. And then ask them a third question. Like what, um, What's your goal? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to build bulk up? Are you trying to have skills and drills? You're trying to lose some weight? Like what what's your goal? And then they'll tell you the guy and go, cool. What's um where did you start? And where what progress are you at now? Now you've asked those two or three questions, four questions. There's another reason that we've asked those questions. And here that here's here's why. I just kerfuffled around with my phone when I saw that Bob went live. And I know that Bob doesn't go live. Now, I might be at my desk at the office. I might, you know, don't, don't know where I am, but, but I'm doing anything I can to get out of what I'm doing to see Bob live. Mm-hmm. It's going to take me 10 seconds, 15 seconds to, to fuffle around and do that. Yes. Right. And so if you can stall another sort of 30 seconds, more of those five people that will likely join your live broadcast that come from Bob, you want those five people to come on. And then at that point, you want them to see Bob ask his question. Yes. Because if he asks his question before, then they don't, that the impact those strangers isn't the same. So this sort of format, what's that? They didn't get to hear Bob. They even get to hear Bob. They're like, oh, Sorry, you I'm broke up. Oh, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. You broke up a little bit. I was saying this gives them the opportunity, Ken, to hear Bob speak. And, be, and the ones who yes. were wanting to hear him in the first place, they get to see that involvement. Yep. And then they see him more as a conversation, yep. right? Yep. And, and, and they trust Bob. And now they trust you a little bit more because... Bob, somebody they trust, has chosen you to ask that question. And and, and anyways, it's a it's a it's a format. There's a whole uh, white paper I've written on on this um, that we share with our clients. But um, that's a little tip of the iceberg in terms of yeah, you know, how can you leverage what you have to get more clients well we we definitely just got some inside uh juicy information there so i appreciate you sharing that ken that uh 
those are going to be some I'm stealing right off the bat. And I'm sure some of our audience members are going to give those a try too. I appreciate you sharing them, man. I, cool. I wanted to shift gears a little bit. Yep. Um, this is more so funny enough. I feel like we looked at it very micro just now, uh, as far as going into um, how we can help personal trainers, the benefit of macroactive, where a tra- personal trainer can and should be to possibly consider helping more people. Um, I kind of want to look at it more macro now and go into um, your own journey because I resonated with it so much when you talked about passion and wanting to get into the fitness industry. Um, you were working at General Electric, you know, you were putting possibly 12 to 16 hours a day, you were working hard there. And then you made the shift to work for something that was very risky, but it was high risk, high reward. And I've shared with you in our pre-calls about, you know, my corporate experience, my future plans, my ideas in my head of, you know, what experience I need to have and where I need to go. Um, I just wanted to hear like, for anyone listening to this, who has jumped ship or wants to, or is too nervous where it's either they're working for a nine to five and want to start their own business or um, they're anywhere else in between, you know, what advice you have for them. And, and I feel like a lot of what you talked about, if I could find a seed in your head, when you mentioned um, without me spoiling too much about working in different phases of where a company's yeah. at, I, I think if you mm. speak that to light and yeah, cool. have in mind, yep. Uh, would help out a lot because that resonates with me a lot because I stepped into the fitness industry. I knew the risk I was taking, but even for me, I, I, I don't regret it. It was scary. at yeah, first. Yeah, but yeah. I can't imagine from your perspective where it's like, okay, years upon years of being a consultant and working with a well-known company and now going into something that only had at one time, one client, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When, when I started with Macroactive, we had one client uh, and um um, I, there's a couple things that I want to cover here. One, um, if you're thinking about jumping ship, I mean, I know there's some crazy quote, 40% of people are thinking about quitting their job right now. Um, uh, you know, I will tell my story, uh, with macroactive. I want then want to talk about another concept of, is people refer to as intrapreneurship. Um, And then the third thing I want to cover is um, different stages of company sizes. Um, So don't let me forget about those last two, but the, um, the first and foremost, my my own journey. um, And, and if you're thinking about jumping ship, listen, I was CEO of a company. I was getting paid, not what I was worth, but um, uh, enough to, enough to support my family. Um, and, uh, I was thinking to myself, gosh, here's this company. They've got one client. Um, I know, knew the founder, John very well. And I knew the one client very well. Um, uh, at the time, the one client's business was actually doing this. Uh, it was going out of business. Um, that was Joseph Rakic. And um, he had made a number of decisions around pricing and promotion that had affected his company. And at the same time, uh, he had been hit with a Facebook algorithm slap. Uh, and uh, he was feeling it. 
he was really feeling it. And every month the losses were increasing and every month, um, uh, you know, they were basically closer to zero balance where, where they were, they were going to have to do something radical. Why would I leave a cushy job? I, albeit I was bored out of my tree, but uh, why would I sort of give up security of an income to be in that situation? And I think, you know, the 40% of your audience right now, who's thinking about, jumping ship from what they're doing. Here's what I did. I went in at six in the morning and put in three hours of work at my future job to just make sure that I could in fact do that and turn that around and a turn around the one client and B prove that I could get other clients. And, and I did that for a couple months and I, I, I ticked those boxes, you know, and to, and to a point where I felt comfortable and said, yep, cool. I know I can do this. This is going to work. And, um, and sure enough, we turned around Joe's business um, and, um, and, and, and macroactive, took off like a a horse out of the gate and and so that was you know it's just advice that i would don't be afraid to just go do it you know (laughs) don't talk about it don't design it don't i mean so many times i've seen businesses i've got a couple friends that call me for advice and and they've they've you know they're guilty of the same thing they just sort of want to boil the ocean <laughs> and yeah. you know instead of one pot at a time it's just impossible right they and wait, so they wait they wait they wait and it's like you gotta start somewhere just, just go start just prove that you can you'll follow the money which is the sale um if you can sell it and you probably you know can can build the product to support it if you have to refund a few people and say gosh i'm not ready to actually do this yet then refund them, you know, uh, and go build your product and then, and, 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 and then sell it. But don't, don't spend a year building something and then figure out you can't sell it. Right. So um, that's, that's my first piece of advice. My second piece of advice is uh, on this subject is if you're in a business right now and you're not happy um, but maybe you like the industry, but you don't really sort of like the role that you're in. Um, uh, yeah, GE was a big business. I was only there for a couple of years. I was on their management training program. Um, but but every time, everywhere I went, uh, they would shift us around every sort of four to six months. And um, and every new location, uh, the it there was always uh, sort of several floors in the building and the executives were always up on the higher floors uh, and my swipe key could never get me up there. So I would wait until about 7 PM every night when the janitors would come and I figured out that the doors would always be open. You could get through with the janitor upstairs. So I'd just walk around the executive floors and just walk back and forth and, 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 I'd see an executive working late, sort of 8, 9 p.m. at night. 
I just walk in and introduce myself. Hey, I'm Ken. I'm on a management program. I'm stationed here for the next four months. I just want to introduce myself. Um, hope all's well. You know, and oh, geez. Oh, hey, hi. hi. Hey, how are you doing? You know, and then, and then, and, 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 and then I bump into them again, inevitably, and, and say, hey, just so you know, I, I'm working on this project with so-and-so team downstairs, but um, I see you're working late again. Uh, I happen to know PowerPoint really well. So if you ever want help on pitch, like I can do that. You whiteboard it. Consider me a resource, whatever you need. I'll, I'll work my ass off until midnight from 6 PM until midnight on whatever project that you want. And they look at me and go, Oh, okay. You know, thanks. Like flabbergasted. And then sometimes they'd say, Oh, wait a minute. Wait, Ken, Ken, come back here. Uh, actually, uh, you know, and boom, I'm in and I'm working on a project and, you know, and, and we did that everywhere we went. And I was myself and another guy and we got some great projects and exposure to executive level initiatives that for me, and we kind of started this podcast confessing that I was an absolute business nerd. I mean, this stuff was fun for me, but you got to do what you're passionate about. Like if it's business for me, it's that, if it's, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe, maybe work at a gym, but you really want to be sort of on the nutrition side. Well, go volunteer to get the experience is what I'm saying. And that's that sort of intrapreneurship. It's like, you can, you can be an entrepreneur inside a large organization and and find a friggin' problem in the business and attach yourself to solving it. And man, I mean, that is no faster way to get a promotion either, by the way. Um, and then the third, third thing that I wanted to cover was just different size of businesses. So um, again, it depends on sort of where your long-term goals are uh, as a, a you know, as a, as a career, but um, for, for mine, I, I, you know, there were a couple of times where I made really conscious decisions to move to the next business based on some parameters. And, and I, I, I was fortunate enough to get this position at, at, at a very large company right out of university um, worked at Microsoft during university, but, uh, but, but, but I personally discovered that my passion was more on doing than the convincing people to do stuff. Very large businesses, you spend 80% of your time convincing people to do stuff and then 20% of your time doing it, you know, and, and, and a startup, it's the other way around, you know, um, if not wildly uh, uh, more doing. And, um, and so I wanted to work for a smaller startup, you know, and then it was like, okay, how do I get sort of that mid level? I've done a zero to one, you know, or, or a company with that had been funded, you know, okay, that's interesting. That's from sort of, I don't know, I think it was the, I want to say 10th employee or something. So I went from 10 employees to 45 employees. Okay. That's an interesting thing. And then I went to a company that had sort of a, I don't know, I can't remember exactly how many staff, maybe 75 staff or a hundred staff or something. And, and, 
and and you know a, a, a sub ten million dollar revenue, and then saw that grow to thirty million, you know, and, and part of that growth, and and that there were interesting challenges at that sort of dynamic, you know, that number of staff, that number of you know volume of revenue, um, number of customers, uh, and then ended up spinning out a business from that. So that's another thing that you can do. Like you might see a piece of technology or something aspect of the company that you are working at that might actually be a business in of itself. If you were to sort of market it differently, pitch it to the CEO, say, Hey, I want to run this. I want to take it. Yeah. I got a, fraction of a sliver of ownership in that spin out because I was still getting paid my, my, my salary, you know? Uh, And then later thought, right. I actually want to be, I don't want a fraction of the ownership. I want a lot of the ownership, you know? Uh, So the only way to do that is to start at zero. And, 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 and so then did that zero to one. Um, And, have gray hair as a result of the zero to one, because that is a very difficult, like getting a company from zero revenue to 1 million in revenue is, um, you know, requires work. And then it's a different set of skills to get it to 5 million and a different set of skills to get it to 10 million and so forth. So, um, but, you know, if your career goals and ambitions are to, um, to, to our entrepreneurial, I suppose, then the more experience that you can collect on somebody else's dime um, at those various levels, look, I am very confident, very confident that I can turn this into a billion dollar company. And I've, I've been a part of multiple work environments that I am now familiar with. I know what those, I mean, I know in general what it feels like to be at those different um, uh, thresholds and um, I can see the path. And again, back to our mission, uh, I'm really excited about doing that because if I do that, then it means that we're helping more people, you know? And and so that's, that's, that's sort of, but those are the sort of, three aspects that I'd answer that question. Wow. I, I really appreciate that advice, Ken. It, it gives someone just a, just an idea of recognizing that first and foremost, you have to believe in your own ability. Um, you have to work in a company that believes in your ability, but then also what are you doing outside of the job role itself? You know, if you really want to take things above and beyond, I just, I love your example of you going into every single different location you've traveled at within General Electric and just talking to people and just saying, hey, do you need help with something? Um, Like just being someone of service and then knowing that it's not just under work time. And then that translates over into really good experience. Like I remember you were sharing how that gave you an idea of how to do presentations for executives. And then knowing how to do it at that executive level, like that was experience that you would not have possibly gained if you didn't just ask people, Hey, you need help with that. And then eventually, you know, putting your name out there 
And yeah. um, then, you know, it just, it translates good, over into so many. It's a good things. point. It's a good point. I'd, I'd, I'd add to that and say that, um, you know, if you're thinking about making the leap, even to work for another company, maybe it's not an entrepreneurial venture yet. Um, or maybe you're considering going to work for a startup. Um, I, you know, think about, um, think, again, follow what you're passionate about, because you will be swimming upstream uh, if you don't. And I have swum upstream in my career, and I have swum downstream in my career. And swimming downstream is a lot easier. Um, uh, But I will say that, um, you know, if you can pick the next company that you're going to, if it's non-entrepreneurial, try, like, Try not try not to be the exact type of company that you're in now, like like size wise, maybe um, you know um, business model. Like the more experience and the more diverse of experiences that you can accumulate in these, especially we're talking to kids out of college, like or maybe your first job, you want to go on the second job. Like get as as much diverse business model experience, business size experience as you can, because later in your career, the the real value, the crazy entrepreneurial idea that's going to you know, cure cancer or what you know have a huge impact on the world is generally connecting two dots that are from different worlds, you know, and, and it's like, Oh, well, wow. You know, if I approach that problem solve with this other thing that I learned from way over in this world and then and that that's where all the real big ideas come from. And, and um, uh, it's, it's, it's getting as diverse set of skills for those people who are still in college or maybe high school students who are thinking about going to, you know, do I not go to university? I just do this. I will say that getting a general broad education is grossly underrated. Um, It makes you not only a better citizen of the world, um, it, it, um, it, 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 it helps with that sort of diverse thinking. And um, frankly, uh, I can't learn, I can't remember anything that I learned in college except for I learned how to learn fast. And that's the most important thing that you can build as a, as a muscle um, in your early career is, is just keep learning, st- keep stretching. You know, if you're not learning, you're going backwards. So true, Ken. I, I hands down believe and think that this was one of our most informational episodes for any <laughs> one of the 40% of people out there who are Thanks. contemplating what they should do um, as far as what their next step is. And uh, you, you really put things in perspective, Ken. So I think for anyone out there who is a personal trainer or is anyone who respects working in a health field or anyone who's ready to like move on in anything that they do, they're, they're going to get a lot of value from this. And uh, 
Uh, I just want to be respectful awesome. of your time. There's one more question we like to ask all of our audience members before we let you go, Ken. And that's, uh, you know, the very fact that you're on second floor, we believe you emulate and indoctrinate the values of always taking things to the next level, clearly from all the suggestions you gave. And uh, I just wanted to sort of hear from your perspective, what do you believe it takes to take things to the next level? Um, and that's for anyone, you know, this is indoctrinating that second floor mentality. And uh, we want to know like, what, is, what does it take? What's that mindset look and feel like uh, when someone feels like they need to take it up a notch? Yeah, it's um, surprisingly uh, consistency. Uh, it, that's not sort of the answer that I think you're wanting, but no, no, um, you know, it, it's, a lot of people go, wow, you know, suddenly you guys are successful. It's like, you know, just like training yourself, you know, you don't suddenly get a six pack. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's just really, it's, it is discovering what you're really passionate about that, and then being consistent and applying it consistently. And, and that consistency is what results in, in success. And you turn around and suddenly you go, wow, look at, gee, how do we get to 130 staff? You know, um, you know uh, well, just, you know, it's just loving the grind as Gary V would say, you know, and, and uh, who I have, spent a week with on the road um, just before all of these lockdowns and you know, across three continents. And I've got to say he and his crew are absolutely the real deal. Um, and I, you know, I, I recommend if people are not following Gary Vaynerchuk, I absolutely uh, highly recommend he can, um, he can, go on about the same things uh, over and over again. And, you know, and, as he says, you know, I do because someone will email him and say, God, I've heard that from you 10 times, but yesterday it sunk in, you know, and, and it's, um, it, you know, so, so it is uh, it, it, it's something that he coached us through as well. Um, and um, I think it's 67 hours of coaching um, from Gary V. Uh, I, I can tell you, you know, put in the work consistency is going to get you there. And you know what? It's totally okay to change your mind. Uh, if it's not the right thing, yeah. it's okay. Do something different. But, um, but if you are loving what you're doing and keep doing it and keep, keep at it and you're, you're going to be happy because you're doing something that you love and the more consistent you are, uh, it just, Oh man, it's, it's that, it's that, uh, it's the one thing. If you want to take it up to the next level, yeah. uh, that second level mindset is consistency. I love it. Well, thank you, Ken. I couldn't agree more. I really appreciate your time once again. Awesome. And uh, thanks audience, for having me. No problem. Where, where can our audience members um, follow your journey or look more into macroactive to, to follow. Yeah, sure. I mean, you can follow me personally on Kenneth Brickley 
on Instagram, Kenneth Brickley. Uh, uh, our company is macroactive.com. Um, we are also the owners of iifym.com if it fits your macros. Um, so you want a meal plan, you can go to ifym. Uh, I'm sure a lot of your um, fitness um, folks know that brand. And um, we also own the company Affluencer. A-F-L-U-E-N-C-R.com. But um, Macroactive is the company to go to to learn more about us. That's fantastic. Well, the one and only guys, Ken Brickley, we really appreciate you being on. And we hope uh, that on your pursuit to 10 million, we hope it happens as soon as possible with the 10 million you want to change, Ken. Thank you. Lives changed. Cheers, Kenny. Cheers.